Welcome to Extra Points with your host, Cousin Sal, and his pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. All right, welcome to Extra Points, presented by FanDuel. More ways to win, so many ways to win with FanDuel. Cousin Sal here with my good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. We are doing this on Labor Day. Happy Labor Day, guys. Yeah, happy Thanks. Labor Day. And I, I mean, like we said before the weekend arrived, I'm proud of all of us. We're working. We're sticking it to the man. We ain't dupes. We ain't suckers out here oh, taking a day off to celebrate work. What sense does that make? None. That's why we work. Look at that. Look at that. Charlotte, are you uh, half as excited as Dave is to work on Labor Day? I mean, to be hanging out with you guys, I'm always thrilled. <laughs> uh, I do think, though, that working in sports, like normal holidays that other people have, have ceased to exist. Yeah. Um, which is both good and bad because I, I used to feel, you know, before I worked in sports and had somewhat of a more normal schedule that like I had to make the most of every holiday, you know, it was like Labor Day, Memorial Day, they were big deals. And now I'm like, I forget that they're happening because as we've learned, the sports mm. cycle stops for no one except for COVID-19. So, you know, it's uh, right. take some of the pressure off. But the big it's news true. is, Sal, and, and Charlotte and anyone else listening right now, of course, is the one thing that makes it balance the yin and yang to the man and his evil plot to keep us down. The other side of Labor Day also gives us pro football. And even in 2020, we're getting it, it seems. We're days away, it's hours away. It's unbelievable. It seems too good to be true, right? We are hours away. You said we're literally <laughs> hours away last right. time. We had a little gag. Now we're 72. Now you can quantify it in less than 100 hours, fewer than 100 hours. I'm on a text chain with a bunch of uh, fellas who are big on basketball. I'm like, hey, will you guys update me what becomes of this basketball nonsense after Thursday? Because I'm gone. See ya. I'm all I'm football's lady now. That's it. I can't I can't wait. It seems too good to be true is, is so it, 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 I, there's haven't been any hiccups in the last couple of weeks with the covid stuff. And I'm just going to hold my breath until then. We, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about NBA, NHL playoff action. But we're going to talk about Dave's big announcement. Now, when we last left you, Dave has the hammer in our fantasy league. This is with Bill Simmons. This is with John Hamm. This is a league we've done for many, many years here on the West Coast. Uh, the way it's set up is the person who wins the league the previous year gets to kick out a team at the draft. There are 11 teams at the draft. One of them goes home. That team that goes home gets to come back the next year. Dave has it, and he's going to make the announcement th at the end of this episode, right? I'm nervous. I have to be honest. I, I know it's down to like three or four people. Yeah. I really think there could be a double cross coming my way. I really feel it. Well, I, you know, I hear you. Um, we just for full disclosure <laughs> in the name of full disclosure, if I don't sound the same or otherwise, it's because uh, we retreated before the summer completely got away with us. We, we retreated up to a, uh, to a mostly vacated beach and, uh, with the, with the, with the little ones and everything, a lot of s'mores and boogie boarding for them, but the old man had to take some time alone. Long walk walks on the beach, contemplating what's the right thing, oh, no. who to kick out in 2020, who's the right move. And, and I think kind of where we left off on Friday, we'll pick it up here. I'm glad that we decided that Charlotte is the Turk on this one. So I hope, I, oh, I hope yeah, Charlotte yeah. came up with some good idea who to She's, kick out here. Could be John yeah. Hamm. You don't feel good about that one. 
No. <laughs> you know, I'm Charlotte. not. We no 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 no. Dave, you, you're not doing this. Well, well I, I feel mean, like I needed a. I would have appreciated. Um, I don't know, a text or a call or a heads up. <laughs> like, hey, you're actually going to have to do this. And I think yeah. statute of limitations. Well, that's not the right word for it. Whatever. I think there should be some clause that says in the fantasy football rulebook, you can't make your podcast co-host kick someone out of your fantasy league if you don't follow up about it over the weekend. I'll have to check that. Jim Cunningham, you've uh, produced uh, thousands and thousands of hours of podcasts. Do you remember anything about that in a, in a rule book or, or manual? Okay, good. You, you don't have a lot of time, but uh, I know yeah, I, I'm sure I'm sure you'll bring it up later on. But it is crazy. Like Charlotte, on one hand, that's a laughable uh, a laughable suggestion that the rules would run that deep and that the print <laughs> that fine. But then again, we learned over the weekend that people said Jokovic got kicked out for hitting the tennis ball into a, into <laughs> somebody's neck, and then somebody tweets like, "What are you gonna do? That's the rule." They have like it's that's in the, the rule book. Like if you hit the ball into the neck of a uh, uh, of a, um, collateral damage or whatever, and like in the meantime, the NFL can't figure out what a catch is. I like the I like the nuance in some rule books, but not others. If there's one thing that anyone should take away from sports at any time, it's that the rule book will be longer and dumber than you ever believed possible. Right. We've gotten there. Yeah, for sure. Let me say, I, I wasn't going to uh, discuss this until later, but we might as well talk about it now. Novak Djokovic, obviously one of the top uh, tennis players in the world, uh, favorite to win this um, U.S. Open, uh, had a little struggle with his match against Pablo Carreño Busta. He was down 6-5 in the first set. He was already throwing a little bit of a temper tantrum. And then as a side thing, tries to hit the ball back to the... Um, I just tries to get the ball back out of the way and hits the line judge behind him in the throat and she's injured. She falls to the ground. She's coughing. He immediately runs over there. He knows he's screwed up. He's probably is, is worried as well for her, um, for her safety. And then there's a meeting at center court and they suspend him, and he's gone. He's out of the tournament. Um, luckily, uh, you know, Forget about injury or anything. Most of the gamblers got their money back. Even the uh, all the betting houses said, "Hey, uh, we're going to give you back." And even even paying back for Novak Djokovic to win the U.S. Open, which is interesting because he's not going to win that. But they refunded most of those bets. Um, yes, Charlotte, is this punishment too harsh? They said they said he was kicked out because she was hurt. It's like it doesn't matter if he intended it or not. And I believe that he didn't intend to hurt her, but. She did get hurt, so that's why he's kicked out. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that Djokovic like wound up and aimed for the neck of a line judge. That would be mm. sadistic to the point that, you know, I, I, I find that's not the issue here. It, the premeditation right. or intent isn't the issue. The issue is that he lost his temper and it had consequences beyond himself or his racket. And I think... I have trouble with this one because I'm biased. I think that Djokovic has been a real asshat all season. And mm -hmm. so I feel like him getting some punishment right now, even if it seems harsh to other people, first of all, it is the rule book. Like it is in the rules. So I think that if you're going to mm -hmm. have a rule book and, you know, enforce it across the board for punishments in tennis, you might as well try to do what the book says because otherwise 
I'm not a stickler yeah. for rules, but when it comes to something like this, where it's sort of it, it's almost extracurricular, right? It's not like yeah, it's not like did the ball go in or out or what's the outcome of the game? It's like did you hit a line judge in the neck? Like I don't know. So <laughs> I feel like because he's been really obnoxious with you know not believing that COVID is a real threat and then hosting a tournament and then getting it and then trying to split off and start a player's union just for men. I'm kind of like, I, I don't really care. Like I'm glad he yeah. got kicked out. And so I have trouble. I just want to admit that I have trouble being unbiased about this one right. instance. Yeah. Well, Charlotte, but just to clarify, she was saying ass hat, not asset. For oh tennis, yeah. No right? ass, yeah, hat. ass, ass hat. Okay. Um, but Dave, so, all right, he hit a ball and it, and it, it clocked a female line judge in the throat. Like, so what, right? No, 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 I'm not, no. Um, no, here's she my lived. only issue. <laughs> here's my only issue with it. They said, well, for, I have two issues with it. First of all, I could not find her name anywhere. I went through three articles, including ESPN.com and all these. Yeah. They did not list her name. This, I don't know why they're protecting her. Did she, if she didn't want her name listed, that's one thing. But I know the commissioner's name. I know the uh, head judge who met at center court to decide. I know all these people's names. We don't know this poor woman's name. And by the way, there's a great picture of him with his hand on her shoulder and her looking back like who the fuck what you don't you dare touch me right now but i will say and this is not even in his defense the bottom line from the commissioner was yes she got hurt and it doesn't matter if you're intent what your intentions were she got hurt and that's why you're kicked out of the game now if she went to avoid the ball and tore her acl she would have gotten hurt there too is it the same kind of thing is it really just the the actual result in, in in harm or what are we looking at here? It's a weird thing. Boy, it's very strange. I do definitely, I can't, I'm not smart enough to make sense of what they should have done here. I mean, I guess that makes sense if, if, uh, if somebody nearby collapses in physical agony, I guess that's a reason to pull a guy from the tournament. Yeah. It's up there though, for obscure rules with, the tuck rule, I think that stands as the 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 king of all, right? I don't think that, mm -hmm. although this is really close, a, a high end, one of the biggest stars in the sport defaulted, got kicked out of the thing because of that. That's way up yeah. there with the tuck rule. Like, wait, what's the rule? What? Why do, why do the Patriots get to keep the ball there? It's with that. Also, Jeffrey Mayer reaching out over the, the outfield yeah. wall. And I can't think of the guy's name from the in the 60s, DiVincenzo or something like that in uh, the Masters who signed the card, signed his uh, oh, his yeah. Sunday, all, all the weird stuff. his, yeah. his card. Mm. And so he had to get a two stroke penalty because his caddy wrote the number down wrong. And so he mm -hmm. ended up losing a green jacket, which is insane, too. Mm -hmm. But this this is definitely up there. This is in the pantheon of all time weirdest. Maybe we call this the schmuck rule instead of yeah. the tucker. Dave, okay. Davis is, this is good, okay? <laughs> he fell really victim good. to the schmuck rule. Um, I actually do think this follows him for a while it, with, uh, you know, in combination with what Charlotte was talking about, you know, the anti-vaxxer and the whole, we don't care about COVID. We don't believe in COVID, even though he and his family uh, did got COVID, you know, they didn't, didn't really, uh, yeah, this has just been a weird month and a half. And then to wrap up with this, um, is interesting. Maybe but she's a part. Maybe she's a part of the deep state, though. Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, if you if you take if you look at the uh, the stare she gives him, uh, man, who knows? Now this know. opens it up. I don't know. Sh Many people Schmuck are saying, rule. yeah, I don't know. Knows no bounds. But let's talk football for God's sakes. Three days away, like you said, Houston at KC. They're looking at eight and a half and fifty three. We're going to talk a lot about gambling on these games um, as the week progresses. I'm not sure about some of these teams. I, I look at. I know this seems like a weird, very. Uh, you know, a very vanilla way to look at games when handicapping. But I look at quarterbacks first because they're the field generals. They control the offense. And I'm going to start now looking at did the quarterback, is he or she familiar with their receivers and running backs or do they have a totally different offense that they had to familiarize themselves with on Zoom and or do they have different coordinators and quarterback coaches and all that stuff? Kansas City does have the advantage there over Houston, but I think eight and a half could be could be a little high for these high paying quarterbacks. Mm, I don't know. I feel no? I still feel I, I know that it's it seemed like a lot. I feel like we've had this conversation. Wasn't it nine before? Mm -hmm. um, it's been hovering around eight and a half, nine on uh, FanDuel. Yep. Yeah. And I feel like the Chiefs have a the consistency you're talking about um and they haven't had to they know they have something that works and they haven't had to figure it out over you know video conferences um right. i also think that there's something about that team and the confidence coming off the super bowl um and houston doesn't have um oh my god i'm blanking who did new they, copkins uh, <laughs> who did who, who did they new trade copkins to, who, De uh, De DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre, yeah. okay, okay. Nuke? No. Is that a nickname of his? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's his nickname, yeah. Oh, but oh. It, it, if it's not, it is now. now that okay. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, just blanked there. But, um, you know, I for some reason, I'm feeling confident about it. I think that they're, I think that they could, uh, this could be a blowout. All right. Dave, your preliminary thoughts on the uh, history. This this uh, season kickoff game has existed for about a decade and a half. And and generally speaking, the home team, a.k.a. the team that just won the Super Bowl, obviously is mm -hmm. pretty good, feeling good about itself. The The home crowd is jacked up. That's not going to be a factor here. They do tend to roll, although in the last couple of years, uh, off the top of my head, the road team does actually go in there and win straight up. Um, I Chiefs beat the Patriots was a big one a couple of years exactly ago, right, right. Yep. yeah and they whipped them but good mm. if if you'll recall um mm. the um I, I Jeff Schwartz who is uh, Mitchell Schwartz's older brother Mitchell Schwartz of mm -hmm. course a key member of the World Champions right now um said on uh, the debut episode of minus three check it out download subscribe yeah. all that mm. kind of stuff sneaky um, plug from Dave we talked about uh, you know what Charlotte's getting at there that in 2020 especially that if you haven't had a lot of practice time if you're if if you're predicated around rookies playing a big role and even if David Johnson in new Hopkins out that seems a little wonky I yeah I'm gonna roll with the Chiefs here on this one all right. I still have not decided. I like Chiefs money line for sure. Yeah, for sure. That, out. yes, definitely. Fox bet line, uh, uh, Fox bet live. Uh, the other big news, well, there's, there, you know, there's been a big, uh, Adrian Peterson went to the Lions. He was cut. Uh, Josh Rosen to Tampa Bay. Um, I don't know what this does for us in terms of Jewish quarterbacks, but what a story that would, would this be a greater story than Hanukkah itself if Josh <laughs> Rosen, the Jewish quarterback, 
came in and upended Tom Brady. I, I think like, I'm not sure about Hanukkah. I know there was like a lot of oil and we made the oil last and everything. But if Josh Rosen comes in and is the new quarterback over Tom Brady, there's no way this happens, but oh my pretty God. spectacular. It would be like the Gatorade bottles were supposed to last, you know, one practice and they remain full <laughs> for, for a full week. Uh, it would be incredible. I mean, you know, Jewish Jewish sports fans really love to I'm going to make a sweeping generalization here, but I think it's OK because I am one love yeah. to root for Jewish players like my uncle. and My mom will never stop talking about Sandy Koufax for the rest mm -hmm. of their lives. And, uh, you know, I still love Gabe Kapler because he consulted a rabbi about whether he should play in Yom Kippur or not in 2004. And right. so if if Josh Rosen one of one of our tribesmen came in and upset Tom Brady, who has betrayed me. I would be uh, I would be a very happy camper. Wow. That'd be something there. That'd be good. I got to tell you, I, I really <laughs> think Bruce Arians gives Brady every shot uh, to, to hold okay. on to the guy. I think at least All right. I think he gets at least three games <laughs> under his belt before Arians even thinks about pulling the plug on top. Pretty bold. I don't oh, know. Yeah, no. I don't. What to, do I know? I, I don't know. To be clear, to be clear, I had there. I not a single part of me thinks that Josh Rosen is going to take <laughs> the starting job from top. I want to make that very like this is a this is a miracle situation that we're talking about. Well, I hope Josh Rosen has more confidence than Charlotte Wilder does. Yeah, me Josh too. Rosen. But yeah, you know, maybe he'll hear he's this. Never gonna get it. I don't know. Yeah. Marcus Smart seemed to hear me when he said he couldn't make a three. Maybe Josh Rosen will hear uh, me. And, uh, uh, definitely did. Now, see, now it's coming did. out. Yeah, I. I think Josh Rosen, the one thing is, I know everybody loves to declare bust. Everybody loves to be ahead of the curve either way. Like, I was in on that team before anyone else, or I knew he wasn't going to be good. Um, this is this is um, unprecedented. I mean, he's he was the 10th overall pick, and I, I yeah. talked to him that night about 45 minutes after he got picked, and he was pissed off. And I'm not talking like cute kind of yeah. like saying the right stuff like well time to get to work and uh teach all those doubters what the what they missed on no he was just he was just mad like i like how you doing pretty yeah. cool arizona that's kind of good because you're an la guy and everything else he's like man you you don't think i'm the i'm I, i'm the best player on the board right now i can't believe nine guys okay maybe not nine guys but i can't believe anybody would take a quarterback um wow. ahead of me and and like the swagger was real he's super smart he has a live arm I consider myself to be the QB whisperer and I just use my eyes. I don't need all this advanced jive about oh. like, I don't, I, I watch a few games of a guy in college. I can tell you if it's going to work out for him in the pros. <laughs> this one right now is tracking to be a bad call by me because I was convinced mm. Rosen was going to work out. Although I do hold out hope. It has been a weird ride for him. Not yet. I mean, his own head coach in, in college kind of essentially disparaged him and put yeah. the stink on him before he even got into the NFL. That was weird. But I think, you know what? If it, like, Look at pedigree. I remain a pedigree snob. And if Jim Plunkett could turn it around and Alex Smith, first round talents could turn it around and thrive a little later than what we're used to in the 21st century, why not Josh Rosen? I think what he needed was to get onto a halfway decent team with a decent coach. And, uh, and you know, I, I he's a smart guy, maybe smart. The knock on him is, is not like, oh, he's a bad guy behind the scenes. It's that practically he was throwing guys, he was throwing his receivers into collisions, and they were like, we, we got to cut this crap out. We can't put him out on the Josh, field. Josh Rosen's a local guy. I think I'm wearing the Miracosta football. He's uh, He played here. He played in my son's, well, my son plays in his flag football league around here. Yes, I hear a lot of that. 
a very willing competitor, headstrong, very, very confident. Um, yeah, he's not going to unseat Tom Brady, but it'd be a fun story. <laughs> I also, um, I don't know. I don't think he got a fair shake. I feel like he, I, I do think that he got written off a little too soon. And, um, you know, if you keep getting the first pick drafted over you, like that's yeah. not, that's not going to be great for your confidence. So it might be sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy, but I think I, I'm not giving up on Josh Rosen yet. It was supposed to be, last year was supposed to be the year. I think if it was going to happen, but we have to move on to a different Josh. There are so many Josh's to cover in the NFL. Oh my God. Josh McCown is on a practice squad. The Philadelphia Eagles signed him. Everyone's up in arms because he's going to make $12,000 a year, a week. Sorry. 12 grand a week to wear sweatpants and hang out in Texas. That's where their practice squad is in Texas and kind of just throw the ball around. And people are outraged by this. And I'm looking at this. I looked at his look at his resume here. He has hit the journeyman dumpster fire of teams. Arizona, Detroit, Oakland, Miami, Carolina, San Francisco, the bad San Francisco at the time. Bears, Bucks, Browns, Jets, and then Eagles last year where he finally <laughs> made the playoffs. Uh, 12 grand a week. Um, good for him. I don't know. This is a success story like none other. Okay, so while we're on the subject of Labor Day, Something I don't understand yeah. is when fans get upset that a guy is getting paid to not do a lot. Like, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Are you? Do you own the team? Like, do you have yeah. do you have some sort of financial stake in playing paying players as little as they can get? I see this and I'm like, that is inspiration to me. Like, Josh McCown has found a way to make money while he is sitting at home in Texas. And I also love that they called him an emergency quarterback. Like, mm. what a what a knock on your on who you are. It's like, ooh, only going to go to this guy if, uh, you know, all hell breaks loose. But yeah, I also I was um, in 2017. I did a, a profile of Chris Long and um, he he's since become a buddy. He's a he's a great guy, but I'd never met him before at the time. And I was um, I, I went to his apartment in Philly. And, you know, we were sort of chatting. And one of the first things I told him was that the night before I'd had a dream that Josh McCown had a British brother named Alistair who played in the UK <laughs> equivalent of the NFL. And I just came in high. I just told Chris Long this. He'd never met me before and he'd agree to let right. me write about him. And he was like, okay. And so for the rest of my life, anytime I hear Josh McCown, I think of Alistair McCown, the, the, the made up quarterback <laughs> that my brain came up with while I was sleeping. Uh. Well, whether it's Josh or Alistair, I think Charlotte's right. He didn't, Dave, hold the practice squad hostage and say, you want me? It's 12 grand a week, right? This is just a, this is a rounding error well, for a team. Well, you know, I, uh, as a man of a certain age, I, you know, against my better judgment, I guess I'll sign off on this, the, the, the physical likeness to the man who took Apollo Creed from us, you know, is, is, uh, it's hard for me to really get behind Josh. Well, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, well, he looks exactly like Drago, you know, yeah, Creed, yeah. <laughs> Creed that night showed up for an exhibition. You know, this was just going right. to be a feel good promotion for the USA living in America and James Brown and the whole show. And mm -hmm. let's get in the ring for a couple of, uh, couple rounds and jab away at each other. Mm -hmm. And Drago took his life, you know, as, as an old yeah. man hadn't been in the ring in a decade. And uh, and Drago right, right. murdered him. That, I, I don't I don't want to throw around murder, manslaughter. I don't know, but I mean, <laughs> he showed up with malintent. This Josh McCown, however, I am able to distinguish him. Drago is the evil brother because Josh McCown. I mean, 
not that this matters, for, I, or, or perhaps it does when you're putting him on your practice squad there. He is, I, I talked with Josh McCown for exactly 20 minutes in my life, and he is as sort of just unironically impressive a guy as, as you'll come across. Just super together, and you're like, man, you'd be good on any team. He's just super winning and positive and smart. And mm. um, yeah, it's, I, I, it makes sense on the level of like, yeah, he'll, he'll be around there and probably, as they say, show, yeah. show him how to do it the right way. Well, he has been on any team. He really has. He's been on almost all of them. (laughs) Definitely all the bad ones. It's unbelievable. Uh, But good on you, Josh McCown. 12 grand a week. Also, he's 41. Like, he's still going. That's impressive. Exactly. It is crazy as a side note. The big story that uh, that we have ignored since we just talked about Tom Brady for a second. Andrew Breeze, Josh McCown, not as significantly. How much 2020 is is based around these very old quarterbacks. It's real like that. <laughs> yeah, right. Our obsession is like Saints or Bucks. Who do you think's going to the Super mm-hmm. Bowl out of the NFC? And it's like, they're very old. It's very, mm-hmm. it's, it yes. will be unprecedented if either one of them is super successful and goes to the Super Bowl this year. Well, we need a relief, Dave, from talking about our very old uh, presidential candidates that we have to <laughs> choose from. So we, we get to pivot <laughs> True. from the NFL to, uh, the quarterbacks here, but we're going to have our own best bet boosts and contest for FanDuel on Friday. We're getting that together. Uh, in the meantime, by now, though, you've probably heard about FanDuel Sportsbook's world-class sports betting app. FanDuel makes it easy to find and place your bets. They've got some of the best odds you'll find anywhere, and they even get you your winnings in as little as 24 hours. That's literally hours away, right, Dave? 24 I, I hours. I think so, right. Lots of reasons to try FanDuel Sportsbook, but here's one more. Right now, new users can place their first bet on FanDuel Sportsbook risk-free and get up to $1,000 back in site credit if you don't win. Do you? I, th- th- this doesn't even make sense to me. I, this is, you get almost $1,000 in some cases back on a risk-free bet. Do you realize how many years I've been betting and it's never been risk-free? <laughs> It's risk enhanced for me. And uh, uh, it's a life and death situation. But no, here you could spend your money on Tampa, New Orleans, as uh, Dave talked about, Minnesota, Green Bay. Maybe you want to put your free money on the Rams and Cowboys. Would have been fun to go to that game. Definitely would have been there on a Sunday night. Not going to happen, but it doesn't mean the game is not being played. And if you're ready to claim your risk free bet, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Be sure to sign up with promo code extra points. That's fanduel.com slash extra points fanduel.com slash extra points risk-free bets how are they even around charlotte how are they going to last the weekend i don't know i don't know it's just a testament to what a wonderful company and uh (laughs) you know no that's great i would i would love something risk-free i don't think i have a single thing in my life that's risk-free that sounds great I, this is like paying Josh McCown $12,000 a week to just stand up. No, no, risk-free <laughs> bets, Dave. I'll, Pretty good. I, just, I was going over the week one slate, and uh, you know there's some, there's some juicy ones on there, but the one that made me feel most excited, weirdly, for football season is Bears, Lions, and the Lions are mm. given the three <laughs> as the home team. Um, Minus three. And because it's just so it, – it's a bizarre – game with that we don't really you're really um it feels like you're throwing darts a little bit with that one because Trubisky 
gets the gig. What? You traded to get Nick Foles, but you're putting Trubisky yeah. back in there and DeAndre Swift. But now Adrian Peterson is there. And a lot of people are weirdly in on the Lions this year. I don't know if you guys are hearing the buzz like I am from yeah, yeah. a lot of yeah. national analysts, but a lot of people for some reason seems seem to think uh, the pencil guy um, is is about to take off in year three. They did look good in the first half of 2019. But anyhow, that game for some reason is like, a divisional game. Oh, that, that's exciting. I don't usually even like divisional games in week one, but I'm so over they, the that, that game jumped. I, I do, as you know, guess the lines with Bill Simmons every uh, Sunday night. And people are sending me the lines for the last couple of weeks. I was like, I have to just guess it and just write it down. And so that I have it on record and send it to him. That That's not what he does. He cheats. So that's <laughs> why he wins every year. But that particular game, I was off by like three and a half or four points. Really? I thought for some reason, I thought the bears were going to be, the favorite there, just going by their projected win totals, and I know and and where I had them uh, in in regards to the division standings. But yeah, that's a that's an interesting one, and probably a stay away because I was off by uh, so much. Are the uh, Bears like? Are they like trying to mind game themselves with Trubisky? Like, is there some sort of greater plan going on here? I can't <laughs> help. I, I I feel like I mean no, clearly, but you know, since they drafted him, I've just been like, what? And I and I maybe it's a sort of optimist in me that keeps thinking maybe there's something I don't know. But I do feel like once you watch Mitch Trubisky enough, there's not a lot you don't know. So I I don't know. This is one of those sort of perplexing sports management decisions that I will never, ever understand. I'm a Trubisky truther. I don't know why. I just, uh, I don't say I love his game You think game Mitch can do it? You think there's a... You know, he's a couple years ago. He was he was up for MVP. He was in the discussion. So I, I know just watching him, Dave talked about the eye test. It's not pretty. It takes the Bears forever to get downfield. Well, let's remember something about the Bears. And this isn't, um, isn't going to make any Chicago Bears fan feel good. But uh, <laughs> their quarterbacks have never been great. They've done well with um, just subpar or defense wins championships. Yeah, sure. I mean, Jim McMahon never had a 300 yard game. I'm almost positive in his career. Now, I didn't check on that for the last two years. Maybe he has in the last uh, last couple of seasons. But Tommy, no. Tommy yeah, Laren's uh, old man, Jay Cutler, is yeah. is literally <laughs> dig this is literally the best quarterback that the bears have had in the super bowl statistically era. i mean that, uh, that oh, yeah. that's that I'm, i don't know what more needs to be said on the subject trubisky yeah. it's funny because you say the eye test the results are ugly but that's why trubisky jumped out uh a couple of few years ago at the draft is he cuts a fa- th- his throwing motion is pristine and he's a big dude. Like he's he mm-hmm. he when he gets out on the edge, he's a he's a load to try to handle. I don't understand what exactly prevents them. And a lot of times people say, why doesn't the coach run that QB more? Very often you'll talk to coach like he doesn't like to run around. Marcus Mariota is a for instance, it's like he's got great legs. Like Mariota doesn't want to be running. That that's why right, you don't right, see right. him doing it. Um, right. and, uh, I think Trubisky, if you would get him rolling more and, and on the move more, that's when he becomes dangerous. Wouldn't it be fun if more jobs work like that? Like if you worked in finance and you told your boss, you're like, I just hate pivot tables. And he's like, okay, you don't have to do pivot tables. And you're, you're like, <laughs> right. what a, what a wild thing to say. That's amazing. 
I, it's the I don't do windows of uh yeah of uh, NFL. I once did right? a radio <laughs> show for I filled in on for one day and it just so happened to be the opening weekend of baseball and we're sitting down and it was another person who had never uh, been on this radio station before and we're getting ready to go and it's and um, just about a ninety seconds before we go um, in Los Angeles, Dodgers a big story at all times. Um, the person says to me like, by the way. Please don't uh, bring up baseball. I, I I have no thoughts on baseball. I don't know anything about it. So don't talk <laughs> baseball. I'm like, that's going to be a problem. Same uh, same sort of thing. Same sort of thing. Wait, yeah. that yeah. is wild. <laughs> don't bring up Did you one. end up talking about baseball? I think we have to talk about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. We do not on this show, but we do have to talk about <laughs> people have to talk about not baseball. here. No, base- Heaven forbid. Uh, yes. No, no. Uh, yeah, Nick Foles, probably without having taken a snap, is already the fourth best Bears quarterback in franchise history. <laughs> Can we say that? But um, I, I think as far as Charlotte, the decision, you could put Trubisky, I, I, who knows if it'll matter by week 10, but you could put him on a short leash, um, right? So I think that's yeah. why I name him a starter. I think FanDuel had odds that he was minus 260 as, a, as recent as a month ago to be the starter. So I think that's the idea behind um, yeah, we paid Foles money. We brought him in, um, but we're going to start Trubisky. But yeah, it's, uh, well, it's also, one game or half a game. Who knows? He could be out. It's like a hope thing. You know, it's like having mm-hmm. something really good in your back pocket so that it it's like a level up. You know, don't don't start. Right. Who don't kn- start with the bar super high. Who Don't start believing is what well, you're saying. You're, yeah. Don't get me started on believing. I can't. I, who, who knew we were going to do ten minutes on the Chicago Bears? That's what's that's exciting. Football season is here. These breakdowns are fun. We did. I think that um, it probably would benefit Trubisky more to play reliever because then there the pressure isn't like you better do well or we're bringing in the guy who won the Super Bowl a few years ago. Right. Um, however, the it has worked for Foles coming in as the reliever. So I I, I imagine that's. Sure a big part of the equation here, but I do caution everybody who's excited about Foles. I don't know what voodoo is afoot here, but he has only been good when he wears the Eagles green. I don't know. I, and, oh, well, that's because Peterson's right. No, no. He also was great with Chip Kelly. Then he went to the Rams and the, he never achieves. He's been good nowhere else except there. Yep. So, uh, sure. So <clears throat> monitor your enthusiasm, temper your enthusiasm. Well, that's yeah, why yeah. I've heard that Matt Nagy is going to put a green, an Eagles jersey on him oh, when he takes the field. Oh, is that right? Clever. Yeah. Oh, that's Clever. smart. That's yeah, he'll really still be smart. on the Bears, but he'll be wearing the Eagles jersey. He should wear a green screen jersey, and then the internet will go <laughs> crazy. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of a lot of fun, the Lakers back on track. NBA, they won 117-109. LeBron, 28. AD, 34. Uh, I was... Thinking for a minute when the Rockets had the lead going into the fourth quarter and Harden had more free throw attempts than the entire Lakers team. I'm like, what the hell is the NBA doing here? This is the one thing that the bubble won't translate to with with previous what we're used to in the past. Like NBA, this would be game two at the Staples Center. The Lakers would get every call, certainly would not be shooting fewer free throws than James Harden, uh, an individual. But they ran it back and they had a big fourth quarter and I don't know, AD just imposed his will and they're just better. The problem is when a team makes 20, 22, 23, three pointers, doesn't matter how much they're down, they're going to be in it at the end. So they're going to fall within that six to 10 range, that spread. 
Uh, but the NBA really does need, let, let me remind the NBA one more time. You really need the Lakers to advance here. You're about to lose top billing in a matter of hours to the NFL. And I certainly won't care as much if LeBron is, is there. I'm not saying anyone should cheat, but I feel like they should be more uh, observant of this very, very um, factual thing that's going to happen in the next few days. Please learn from the NHL. You know, the NHL had it all set up. It could have been a heavenly tournament. And instead, all these bum teams uh, ended up beating the the um, alleged juggernauts or most of them. Yeah, the Lakers, I do think the good news is, yes, they survived that one. I thought at the end of three, um, shout out to Eric Gordon, by the way, who's uh, one of the more um, underregarded, I guess, with significant yeah. pieces that remains out there. Um, Indiana, right? Yeah. Indiana. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, we went to, that's right. He, he did go to Indiana university, but that has nothing to do with my support. Yeah, of sure. Um, <laughs> but yes, when talk about weird Brad Wanamaker, what does he get minutes in the NBA? That's why that's my guy from Pitt. Um, I, um, yeah, I think the Lakers ultimately, we, we've been talking about this for now a month, believe it or not. That's how long this show's been around, Sal. Um, mm. We've been talking about that. The Lakers are going to ultimately win out because of the interior. That is, I mean, there's a lot of exciting, you know, Eric Gordon being one of them and and Russ and James Harden. But ultimately in the playoffs, I um, am going to ride with the team that can beat you up a little bit. And the Lakers are were able to do that um, last mm-hmm. night again. Anthony, I mean, you know, obviously LeBron, but then you throw in, AD, one of the great young stars in the league. Yeah, that's going to be tough to for um, for a perimeter yeah. team to 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 knock down. And Rondo is making open eight foot right. shots, so that that's a, a bonus as always. But yeah, uh, Charlotte Fanduel believes with uh, with Dave that the Lakers um, well should be favored. And they're favored by five in Game Three. Yeah, uh, I feel that feels right. I think that I'm constantly reminded whenever LeBron takes a court that he is another level. It's such a boring thing to say, you know, like, oh, LeBron's amazing. But then you watch him play and there's a confidence that he just brings. Like the ball gets in his hands and I'm like, oh, okay, well then the Lakers are going to win. And I totally agree. I I, I personally want the Lakers to advance for the storyline component of it. Like mm-hmm. regardless of viewership or going head to head with the NFL, like, yes, all those things are true. But like, I really want to see LeBron in this. And I don't I don't know. I mean, if he goes up against the Celtics, which is a whole other story, which I'm sure you will bring up very soon. Um, you know, mm. obviously, I'm going to want the Celtics to win. But otherwise, like, yeah, I would love to see LeBron get another title. Um, and I, I do think that this series could go to seven games. Like, I think it I, I really am not confident. I, I, I can't say for sure, like. I 100% think the Lakers are going to win the whole thing. I want them to, but I think either way, it's going to be fun and competitive. So, you know, what at least you we got care? that You're going nervous. Right. You're freaking out about your own series. <laughs> Celtics minus one and a half, 212, Raptors, that's tonight. All of a sudden, Charlotte's a bundle of nerves. You Toronto, just said that. I actually just like felt sick to my stomach when you when you read that line. <laughs> I, no, they're going to play these games. They're going to play. I just don't understand why the Celtics chose that last game to play the stupidest basketball they've played all season. It was it was so 
sad to watch. I did not have any fun watching that. And now I am very <laughs> nervous because if the series had been 2-2 and they'd alternated some games, I'd be like, okay, for sure, like the Celtics can do it um, tonight. I feel very, very good about that. But they didn't. They've lost two in a row and the Raptors are really heating up and the Raptors seem like they really think they can do this. And I feel like Boston took a real hit with that last game. And I am... I am extremely yeah. nervous and I'm not looking forward to watching this basketball. And game. again, it's shifted now. The bubble is no longer the Celtics friend temporarily, at least, because normally you'd be coming back. I'm sorry. I got this all wrong. Toronto is the home team and they would have game five, right? Yeah, I, but I, I, I just don't keep think, thinking I don't think are, that are they would have necessarily so now, won the way they did if those past two games had been maybe. Uh, at It's such home. a mess. Yeah, it's such a mess, Dave. Uh I'm taking the Celtics to win that series. It's even odds, obviously, to win that series. I think they win the next two. Dave, you think uh, Toronto's in it to win it? Defending champs? I, I like your uh, your bold call there to that the Celtics finish them off in six. I do think the Celtics yeah. are going to get it. And you know what? I, 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 esprit de corps. I'm going to ride with you, Sal. I, I, I think they will win the next two. I think they're going to survive this series. And you know, yeah, it was a, you know, series saving, season saving kind of uh, three ball that pushed it to to game four there and, and gave the Raptors life. And they just I mean, they were on fire from three. Mm-hmm. Everybody, I mean, Serge Bach, everybody was just knocking down threes pretty. It seemed like they there was a, a two Man or three at 17. Yeah, it just yep. felt like but it felt like at one point in the second half that they just got into a rhythm of like. Have they made nine straight threes as a team or something like that? That's hard to um, right. to keep up with. The Celtics are the more talented bunch, and I think they win the series. And I continue to say, as long as we wind up with, I know Lakers Clippers is is desirable, yeah. But if we wind up with a bubble final of Celtics Lakers, the all time classic mm-hmm. NBA matchup, and you win the the bubble crown this year, LeBron. I think for some reason we talked about a month ago. Is this going to have an asterisk next to it? Yeah, maybe, and maybe it's going to count for more than the usual. Uh, somebody just right. walked by, right? Yeah, so that right, was right crazy. Your, uh, logo. That was that was weird. But anyhow, I think it was the <laughs> so ball girl. Wait, that, that, there's a nude. There are more people. There's a nude guy just walked right. <laughs> <laughs> those are those people don't belong to you, Dave. I there was a nude. Some new. Yeah. Oh my god. They might be. They might be related. I don't know. That's okay. I don't know. That was incredible. <laughs> Crowds gathering to see who's getting kicked out of the fantasy league. I guess. I guess oh some people god. in the nude. Wow. Um, Denver might be nude without uh, Jokic tonight if he's questionable with a wrist injury. Clippers are minus nine and two nineteen. Those are the games tonight. Celts, Raps, Denver, LA Clippers. Heat Bucks, though, yesterday was interesting. I, I, I can't get this. So I have the Bucks to go as far as they can go in the East. I have money on that. So I hedge a little. Now, this isn't a, a fun way to hedge because the Heat could lose a couple of games and the Bucks could still not win the East, which is looks like what's going to happen here. So I bet the Heat yesterday... And then Giannis goes down, and I'm like, oh, they're losing. Giannis went down. I throw out a snarky tweet, even though snark is – I should check with Charlotte if I want to throw a snarky tweet out there. But no, I did it myself. I hit send. <laughs> and all of a sudden, this team – they, they, they have a chance to blow it a bunch of times. They have a chance to not show up for overtime. At some point, okay, without Giannis, as far as we know, we need to win this overtime game and three more games. Maybe we just 
pack it in right now. No, they played their asses off. Middleton went crazy and they're back in this, back in the series. I don't know. They killed my hedge bet. They're down three to one. Uh, pretty remarkable. Of course, of course the bucks aren't better without Giannis, but, um, they seem to have a little spring in their step after he left. Well, the good news is that no team has ever blown a 3-1 lead with, yeah. you know, one of the best players in the NBA. So at least the, uh, you know, the Heat have that going for them. Okay. So I don't know what that means. If I should keep hedging or I, I don't know. I don't know what I do. I'm a loser with this series no matter what way I turn. The Heat are pretty good, though. They're very, very uh, – people keep walking by behind you, Dave. This is unbelievable. Be cool if we could get that <laughs> as a regular thing. I've seen the. I've seen some of those uh, sports kind yeah. of shows where the crowd just gather around. Look, I mean, it's just the – look, at this is crazy. It's Grand Central Station behind me. I like it. I like uh, it. Why, I, when that, why did I just turn into a, such a decrepit old man? Like, oh, Grand Central Station back here, right? There I'm you like, go. <laughs> uh yeah all right. i'm distracted so the by the, the by the adolescence running back right, there I'll what am i you, missing no. i'll get you back let's okay let's, let's uh, i'm sorry but charlie you wanted to add something well, i was just gonna say i i feel like the heat are still gonna do it though yeah oh yeah, yeah. sorry like sorry it. sal no i know i mean they are really deep harrow and dragic and they did and jimmy buckets they all they, they don't seem to two of them have a bad game. So I do love, um, I do love when it's your team, how you get like you impose that kind of uh, the historical mm -hmm. standards like Charlotte just did there. It's like now it's three, one it's because when mm -hmm. it's, well, no team has ever come back from Oh three. Well, now that was like, mm -hmm. all right, now it's one, three teams have done that. Like once you get right. to that, that you psychologically right, right, right. flip the switch. I went, when it's my team, that's up three. Oh, it's like, this is going to be the most embarrassing thing of all time. When my team blows four straight here, but, uh, cause I've actually witnessed that happen. Yeah. But anyhow, speaking of my team, I want to talk about when you could call a team, your team. Obviously there are people who stick to this, you know, and I'd, I'd be with Tony Romo and I'm like, if we could just beat Philly, if we could beat the giant and he laughs, I'm like, what are you laughing at? He's like, no, cause you said we, I was like, oh yeah, you're on the team and I'm not, but no, trust me. I, I trust me. I take this more seriously than the guys who are trading jerseys after the game. I know I'm not putting my life on the line, but I'm a wreck for two days after the Cowboys lose. So yes, it's we, but uh, I need some guidance here with the Islanders Islanders, Tampa Bay lightning. That's the Eastern conference final. What what's the, can we call it? The Eastern conference, right? Nah, I think it's Eastern conference. Call it the whales. No? Let's do it the right way. All it's right. the whales. whales. That's the way God intended. Gotcha. Uh, whales conference. No whales in it. it's lightning minus one fifty five and a half for game one. Lightning favored to win the cup now at plus one sixty since the uh, the Vegas team, the star uh, Vegas Knights went down yesterday. But I need some guidance here, guys. There's a lot of a lot of rules to fandom. One of them don't hit the line judge in the throat with your ball, no matter who you're rooting for. No, uh, but there there are rules around it. So I was a diehard Islanders fan. I had Islanders grew up uh, lived on my block around the corner. They populated the neighborhood I uh, grew up in. We played street hockey all the time. They had that insane run that may never be matched four cups in a row, 80 to 84, 81, 84, I guess. 81, 82, um, love that team. The whole town was crazy about it. I move out here. I lose a little bit of interest. It's hard to stay on top of all four sports, you know, major sports. So the the Islanders went to the wayside. Obviously, I watched the playoffs. Now I'm back. I'm loving them. I'm not going to put them in the company of our friend Nick Santora, who watches them religiously during the year, or the Parley Kid or Brother Bry from Against All Odds. But how much am I allowed, Dave, to embrace this team? Um, didn't completely abandon them, but I'm definitely showing more interest now than I was 
10 years ago when they weren't making the playoffs or three years ago when they weren't making the playoffs. It's, it's a fascinating subject you bring up, Sal. And, um, yeah, you were with them as a, as a lad, you know, I, I, Mm -hmm. I grew up in Pittsburgh watching the penguins get vanquished repeatedly by the Islanders and the flyers. And, uh, as a result, they are, the two most hated teams for me in all of sports. There's, I, I don't really hate any wow. NFL teams and I don't, I hate the flyers and I laugh that they have not won a Stanley cup since 1975. And yet they continue to puff their chests out. Like they're irrelevant. Right. It's, it delights me. And they do have marvelous uniforms. So, okay. But what about so, my thing? Okay, with so two to the Islanders. <laughs> so two to the Islanders. And on one hand, we talked about Willy Wonka last week. You're a little like Grandpa Joe. Like, you're like, I don't care, ambivalent. I can't get out of bed. I can't be bothered. Like, oh, wait, golden ticket? We got to go. I got a golden ticket. No, no, Sal. Um, I don't know if you do. But you know what? I'm I'm not going to be cynical here. You're allowed. It's kind of like James Bond. The Islanders are like James Bond for you. Okay. When When Timothy Dalton was James Bond, you checked out. But then you decided, you know what? I like Daniel Craig. I'm back in. You were like, Sean Connery, yes. Timothy Dalton, no. Daniel Craig, I'm back in. So, okay. Wow, right. way to just write Pierce Brosnan out of history, Dave. Way, shout out to Roger Moore. He's the most underrated of all Bonds. Well. I still don't know. I don't know what I, I think. Uh, I have to Do I have to go watch the Bond movies to see how much I'm allowed to root for this? Day? I have to. I, I still don't no. know. I don't know if I, Charlotte, give me no, more I guidance. thought that was pretty clear. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. You but can, I, I don't know. What, I, I don't want to say we. I won't say we. I know there are bigger fans, but I'm excited about this team. I'm watching them. You, can, you can root for them, Sal. You don't, I don't think. Thank you. I feel like if you grew up loving this team and you fell off recently, but Mm -hmm. you know, they're doing well again, there's something primal that, you know, just you connect to them. And I think it's Mm. silly to pretend that I, no, I don't think it's silly. I think it is admirable fans who are able to stick with teams, even through a number of down years to the point where when the team is suddenly good again. They have the moral high ground to tell fans like yourself, you weren't here the whole time because I guarantee you that most fans weren't there at that level the whole time. So I think it's totally okay. And um, fandom, it became sort of like this, this thing that people use as I'm better than you. I'm a better fan than you. And really it should, it, it's just kind of about how much joy do you get from this team at this moment? And right. in 2020, I feel like that's very important. Okay. And let me just, I should, I should have set this up. So, and Dave, you know how this goes when you grew up in Pittsburgh and now you're raising kids in LA, you're not, you know, or do you say, all right, Hey, you like the Steelers, you like the pirates. Um, and, uh, you don't have a basketball team, right? No, you like the Steelers and you like the pirates and what, who am I, what, what the hell am I doing? I'm, am I missing somebody? Penguin, and pirate, Steelers, as, as yeah. we've discussed, right. I, I don't impose okay. my rooting interests on the children, except the Steelers. I, they, they can, I try not to do that too. Have and your then kids... I'm like, sorry. Yeah, so, but, but same thing got LA Kings in the neighborhood right here. And I'm like, all right, I'll give you hockey. You could root for the Kings. And I think that's why I've not drifted from the Islanders, but I'm a little less uh, gung ho about they're going to reverse. Um, though. this is great to watch the old man's team. If they can make a cup right. run here, they might you, you might get at least uh, one or two of your boys on your side to root against the Kings. By the way, the we stuff, 
is absolutely yeah. permissible. As I tell pro football players all the time, the idea mm -hmm. that I'm not a we and you are, you weren't a part of this organization six months ago. You just got drafted. Yeah, you've yeah. been on the you've you've lived in Pittsburgh for 18 months. I've been watching games for 40 years. Who do you think's more deserving of we and us? Me. That's right. right, right. Wow. Right. Also, yes. And all, the other thing is, what do I have to do? I can get a shitty job as an intern for the team, and then I'm I'm like getting paid, and then and then I could say we. All right, if that okay, fine. So, yeah, I just no, do we. Like, if you work for somebody, you could say we, right? Uh, of course, Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, yeah, we have we have Obama on tonight. Well, well, no, you you don't run Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, but I get paid for that. I could say we, but is that it? You just have to get paid to say we. No, I don't understand. When I feel like it's recent that we has become an issue. I grew up saying, referring to my sports teams as we, and then I feel like in the past year I became aware of. I feel like it's just some people in sports media who are like, you can't say we, it's not your team or like, that's mm -hmm. so lame or like, what a loser. And I'm like, well, but what? Like, when did that, when did that become just one more yeah. thing to get mad about? Like, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm including myself in something like, sorry, I just want to be a part of something. You guys. Right. Come on well, down from Mount Pius people. It's allowed. You're allowed to we and us and have <laughs> some fun with it. My only concern for you with the Islanders, one more very dated movie reference, Sal. I don't know who, is Danny Zuko and who is Sandy in this equation. But I feel like somehow the Islanders have had to get all dolled up and start burning nails and show up in high heels oh. and satin pants to attract you again. Or did they have to put, or did you put on the leather jacket or did you put on the letterman's jacket mm. to appeal to Sandy a little? I, I don't know which. I don't know. Just cut that just whole know. 30 seconds out of the show and then we don't have to worry about it. When I when I watch, I got I get chills and they multiply when I watch this team. They play <laughs> oh anyway. God. They play rough. They could play between the lines. Sal Ooh, got oh, a perm God. is what happened. That's what exactly what happened. <laughs> Bottom line is the Lightning are going to win this series and this whole conversation is moot. Oh, but come right. on. Stop it. It's not going to be easy. Vegas uh, and Stars game two. Boy, Vegas took it on the chin. Lost one nothing. Their favorite minus 165 over unders five and a half. And as I said before, the Lightning now favored to win the cup at plus 160. I am clearly, clearly um, stretching here and trying to avoid that what is now come up. Oh my God. As I look at my outline, the Dave kickout segment. Let me remind everyone what's going on here. Dave has the right, the privilege, the honor of kicking somebody out of our fantasy league. There are 11 teams, but because he won, um, he gets to decide who is ousted, who is relegated, who comes back next year. I'm worried because I was very, uh, I was a hothead towards Dave towards the end of the year. He, he won. Not cool. Um, yeah. He made a trade. He came from nowhere. He beat me to get to the, to get to the promised land. And I, I was very vocal. We, we had a little, we had words, Charlotte. It was bad. Dave was mad at me. I, I was like, am I mad? I don't think I am. I, I should, I should snuff this out now. And then there are two other factors I think Bill Simmons is up there and I think tall and Jamie's team is up there because they had a little uh, friction with Dave. I think it's the three of us. It would be very funny for him to vote me out right now face to face, but um, I don't know where he's going with this. He tried to hand this over to you, Charlotte. You don't want any part of it. No, I don't. I'm really nervous sitting here about to witness this. Um, I didn't realize that there were you guys were actually like upset about this last year. I also think, in fairness, you didn't know that you'd be doing a podcast together in a few months, unless unless you did, and it was all uh, to set up this narrative tension. But Dave, how are you feeling? Like, what's going through your head right now? Forget about him. What about I'm feeling? 
Sorry. He's good. So, what He's are you th- feeling? I know. What's going I, I, your head right now? I know I'm in the catbird seat here. You know, again, as a reminder, uh, second what title. What is that? Second title. What's what? The catbird seat. That's a great uh, question. Oh, here we go. Great question. We don't have time <laughs> to mean, indulge that right now. Are you? Is that good or bad? Give me, like. It's good, I think, right? Is that like the captain? Is that like you're sitting on, I think, of a tractor? Are you, like, driving the tractor? Catbird. That is interesting. I don't know, Do you what know the what cat it means? bird is. No. No, I, I know it's a positive thing. Okay, um, okay. That's all I was wondering. Yeah, it's good to be in the catbird seat. And and, right. and, and, and like I was saying, I'm in it uh, for the second time in three years. And again, mm. if Charlotte, I know you talk to a lot of big time athletes and, uh, you know, sports figures. I, you know, if you want to try to get to the bottom of that with uh, with Dave Damashek and a style, is this a dynasty that we're in? Are no. we? Oh shit! No, Come on, just just I'm, slow well, the hammer. I mean, you know, it's I, it, that we're really the cool cats in 2020 are really playing for a piece of history. I mean, if we if we get three out of four, I don't think there's any question. It's a dynasty. Um, so that has to be a part of my calculation because it'll come with an asterisk, though. <laughs> like hell. Sorry. Now listen, I'm gonna kick you out, and you're not even in the league. Now, now listen. Kick me out. That's great. <laughs> I, this is terrible. Terrible. Here's the thing. I, you know, as we pursue as an organization, our third title in four years, you know, we want to approach this um, from a competitive standpoint. In other words, who is our chief competition um, to uh, to take away that title that probably were heavy favorites to win before players start populating our respective lineups here. So that's one factor. Sal is correct. He went on another podcast um, helmed by one Bill Simmons and, Oh, they had some great laughs. They had some great laughs with each other. They, they amused each other terribly. I mean, are you guys, it was, I was happy for both of them that they could tickle each other so much at the expense of their old pal, Dave Damashek. They did it. They made their bed. Are they going to lie in it? Um, tall John, Jamie, nice guys, beloved, you know, two figures in, in show business known the world over and yet became quite nasty towards Dave Damashek when Damashek had the temerity to acquire Odell Beckham late in the season in a trade and helped lead the, the, uh, cool cats to that aforementioned <laughs> second title. Then there are the bar house. Um, two nice fellas again. Two guys who've never been kicked out of the league. And then there is Hench and Dratch, the other team that has not been kicked out. So it is Hench and, and Dratch, one team that's never been kicked out. <laughs> the Bar Owls have never been kicked out. And Bill Simmons. Then there's Sal, who was mean-spirited. And then there was Tall John and Jamie, who mean-spirited. Half the league, the ones who have not been called out right now, you are safe. This is a hard decision for me because I'm a man of peace. I don't, I don't like conflict. That's not for me. That's for Sal. You know, I, my equation, Charlotte is I love to be around conflict. I like to help poke and make conflict between other people. I don't like to be in the conflict. I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm in it right now. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'd like you to make the choice. Go ahead, Charlotte. (laughs) No, Dave, you can't do that. But I mean, like, you know, I, I I did you a favor by taking John Ham's team off the chopping block, so you don't have to worry about that. Who's tall? J- who's tall? John and Jamie. That's who you're kicking out. No, I don't know who they are. Okay, I uh, don't oh. have the information to you do know this. Who, this is do you know bull- who, this is. Do you know who garbage, Bill Simmons Dave. is? 
Yeah, you can't. So is that, if should you he be kicked out because you this, know him? The standard is who you know? No, I'm if, just you gonna, had, if you had wanted me to do this, you had to, pro- I said, send me who's on the teams. This is in the rule book. You, I cannot, I cannot kick people out of your fantasy league if I don't know all the information of who I'm dealing with. What if I oh, wanted to kick man. someone out who you say is safe? That is, you can't make half the decision yeah. for me. And then put it on me. You maybe, have to make this decision. Okay. Maybe we should turn this over to somebody who doesn't know me and knows very little about our league. Oh, no. Let's, you know what? Let's let's turn to our old pal Cameo and see if Cameo can help us resolve this. Oh, wow. Hi, Bill. Fred Lynn here from the Boston Red Sox. This is from your friend Dave Damecheck. Uh 2020 has been a rough year for almost everyone. That's about to change right now. Uh, this old 19 wants to tell you, sorry, Bill, you're out, out of the league for this year. Oh, God, you didn't get to start. You're out. Oh, Dave won the fantasy football league and picked you to be out. Now, I'm not sure why he did that. Maybe you're the best guy. And, and his idea was to eliminate the best. So you could think of it that way. But And the Bruins got kicked out of, the, of their sport, too. So anytime the Bruins are kicked out of anything, it's a good deal for me. Must be good for you as well. So sorry, Bill, from your friend, Dave, you're out. Oh, my God. <gasps> Charlotte. Yeah. I can't believe you did that, Charlotte. That's a Boston <laughs> legend. That's Bill Simmons' favorite Red Sox player of all time. And wow. He obviously doesn't. That I don't care. He can try and hang that on me. Freddie Lynn can try and hang that one on me. Clearly. His oh. his story falls apart if he tries to charge me with responsibility. He doesn't even know my name. Dave Damesheck. I don't know who that is. Clearly this is <laughs> oh Charlotte's doing. And I don't who why is Freddie Lynn out to get all other Boston sports legends? He he impugns the Bruins and the sports guy Bill Simmons wow. both out of their uh out of their wow. respective sports for the remainder of 2020. That is amazing. Thank you, Dave. You know, Dave, a couple of weeks ago, I said there are no good people left in this world. I, I take that back. You are one of them. You might be the only one. Oh, I am so relieved. My heart is pounding. I really <laughs> thought it was me. I thought it was me on the chopping block for sure. And for Simmons to be ousted by his boyhood idol, that is spectacular. Charlotte, you're a big Boston fan. Is Fred Lynn too old for you to remember? Or is he a big? Yes. Do you know? Yes, what? You he know him? He is too old for me to oh. remember. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> He's the 1975 Rookie of the Year and American League MVP. The only guy to ever do that in baseball to win the MVP oh, and Rookie of the that... Year. Simmons knows that. I mean, if, if he doesn't remember that, he can spend uh, October and November looking up Freddie Lynn's stats and reminding of, uh, himself of how so he played. Listen, Fred here's Lynn. what it comes down to. I, I really did. I For me, it was there are... I, you know, for real, I hate, I hate the kick out and I, Oh, it's great. I, it was great. I hate the kick out uh, every year. It's painful to do. I hate sitting there with my head on the chopping block. And it really did boil down for me to, there are only three teams left that have never been kicked out. So it has <clears> to be one of those, uh, one of those teams. And I, you know, I, I surfed around Twitter a little bit and, uh, you know, I look back to, the last six to eight months worth of interactions I'd, I'd had with those ownership groups and uh, Simmons publicly impugned my, uh, my championship in 2019. And as I've said wow. before too, 
He also tries. He also does that uh, Jedi mind trick, which I I don't like. He's he's exactly like Kenobi when the stormtroopers come up to him on Tatooine outside the 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 uh, cantina bar when he's like, "These aren't the <sighs> droids you're looking for." Simmons always does this thing of like, "I want you to kick me out. It won't be good if you kick me out because I'll be happy you kick me out. So good, <laughs> kick me out now." And like, who do you think is falling for this? For that Ugh. for that attempt to to uh, get in my head like that, you deserve it. Well, Charlotte, you are privy to, you're about to see some very, very sad behavior between uh, 50-year-old men coming up because this this just ignited a war I... like you've not seen before in fantasy sports. And uh, well, I am just so glad it's not me. That is a nice job by you and Freddie Lynn and and uh, and uh, Simmons is out and he'll never return. Do you know I, what I, I feel like? I feel yeah. right now like <clears throat> I've I've been on vacation with friends and like two of them broke up while you're all stuck in the house and you're like, oh, oh my God, this is so deeply uncomfortable, but also <laughs> incredible drop. It's like the Darren Ravel tweet. Like, I feel bad for our country, but this is tremendous content. Like, yeah, it this is I'm I'm a little speechless. Like, I'm not sure I've been a part of something so monumental in my career before. The kickout's so. great, right? Isn't the kickout it's, great? It's pretty it's so great. I mean, as someone okay. not in the league, I can say it's I'm here you know for what? the kickout. And when we we and us it, as a matter of fact, I think I can justify this. We Steelers fans have been hurt very, very, very badly by your New England Patriots many times. Yes. And by the way, the Bruins knocked the Penguins out of the playoffs about uh, about eight years ago. Do you feel ago, vindication? Too. You feel a little vindication? I think here, I've then. just struck a blow for all of us Pittsburghers. Take oh, that, sure, man. take that, you stinking Patriots. Yes, we Pittsburghers have gotten <laughs> you back. Can I say that? Are we? I'm not okay, you to get, say that, right? you get, Well, <clears throat> I mean, it's weird. But yeah, oh. come on, jump aboard if you want. All right, that's so exciting. I was drinking water there like Cruz and a few good men before interrogating uh, Colonel Jess up there. I was, I was really, <laughs> really nervous. Really happy it's not me. Hey, my favorite sports trivia question, and I'm going to botch it, I know, but uh, this is my favorite. Um, two guys, ro college roommates, both MVPs of their respective sports. One's first name is the other's last name. Give me it all the way again. Give me that one more time, if you could. Two two guys from different sports, okay. college roommates, okay. both MVPs, not for a season. One, I don't want to give away that. This is where it gets shaky. But two, they've been named MVP in some respect. Uh, two guys, roommates, been named MVP in their their given sports in some respect. One's first name is the other's last name. They were roommates. Hmm. Roommate. Well, one of them we just yeah. Here's a hint. One of them we just saw in cameo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, so USC Lynn Swan, Freddie Lynn. Isn't that something? I should know That's that one. Good. I'm embarrassed I don't know that wow. one. Wow. Pretty good though, right? Yeah. I just kept uh, coming up with Clayton <clears throat> Kershaw and trying to figure out an NFL player whose last name was Clayton. Clayton Kershaw and Kershaw Smith. That's there you right. Go. Back in that. <laughs> Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, that's great. I don't even, my, my, my mind is a uh, Charlotte hit us with an extra point. What is your final extra point in the day? I'm so excited. Um, hmm. <clears throat> my final extra point of the day is that caring about sports teams sucks. <laughs> I am so nervous about the Celtics game tonight and I love sports and I love fandom. And then there are moments where 
I'm so unhappy that I wonder why we do this to ourselves. And then, you know, I immediately, but I, I think that there's some joy in the misery of sports fandom, right? Like at least you're feeling something that doesn't actually really impact your own personal life that much. If your team loses, um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm just my, I guess my extra point is that I'm a, I'm a total wreck over what's going to happen tonight because it feels very important, even though I know that there are more chances after this game. Um, and I, the Raptors need to just, (laughs) I can't, I'm done. That's it. That's I my think point. it's the we, but I think it's the we of it that, that helps you cope with the misery. Imagine if you were the only Celtics fan, like then it would be weird, right? God, can but you imagine? You have, like that's the only thing. Hopefully, we'll get to a point where that'll be true one day. But no, <laughs> the fact that you get to commiserate with people yeah. helps you through the misery, and like anything else, you deal it, with it. It, it was nice. I will say, my my dad and I were watching the game on <laughs> Saturday night, yeah. and hearing him you know, swear at Fred Van Vliet was as cathartic <laughs> as, as I was feeling. So yeah, there was something, there was something nice. There about you it. go. All right, Dave, your extra point. Simmons is swearing at Fred Lynn right now. That's who he said. <laughs> uh, Fred Van uh, Lynn. Um, Fred Simmons, Van Simmons Lynn. got, Simmons got kicked out by a Fred. <laughs> <laughs> and a Lynn. Um, the, uh, first of all, speaking of points, extra points, Add a point to the win column for Damashek. I told you to take Army at home. They blew out. Oh yeah, you did. They, they blew him out them out there. So I get that one. I claim it. Um, the um, listen. I don't. I don't. A lot of talk about like, is there? Should there be football? Will there be football? Who wants it? There were people rooting against the season for whatever reason. It's it's just about here, everybody. Don't mm. disrupt it. Imagine it's all the dominoes. Somebody, somebody has all the Roger Goodell has been setting up the dominoes all over the house, up and down <laughs> the stairs for the last few months. Nobody move a thing. No, make any loud noises. <laughs> we can't risk it tipping over and ruining this thing. We're just about there. Everybody. This is our reward after seven long months. Thank you. NBA and NHL and I guess baseball. But uh, the the main event is here, everybody. And I couldn't be happier about it. Uh, it's exciting. I do feel like I drive a little slower now. I just because we're so close, it would be silly to screw it up. Um, my extra point has something to do with that. I recognize that this past weekend was the last weekend we were going to be without football. Um, it's very, very hot out here. It's even by the beach. It's like uh, 95 degrees. We don't have air conditioning because... Normally, well, there's two reasons. You don't, a lot of people, some people don't have it by the beach. Uh, I'm going to sound like a douchebag here, but whatever. I I end up looking like a shithead. So uh, people will get excited about this. Anyway, we can't put air conditioning in our house because of permits. Okay. Because if we put it, the houses are so close together out here. Um, there you go. I bought it back a little bit. Um, that if you set up an air conditioning unit, it's not going to be six feet from your, uh, neighbor's property line, and it's not going to be six feet from the street, the same street on which there's been construction for two and a half years. So a, no- a noise ordinance is hilarious at this point. But anyway, we would have to put it on our roof and it would look, it would be a complete eyesore. And so I say, no, we're not doing air conditioning. Throws us off for a couple of weekends. This was one of the weekends, 93 degrees. The, the, the family's already mad at me. I was like, all right, let's go to a hotel nearby there'll be a pool we'll have air conditioning that'll be it it's 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 my treat to everybody it's the last weekend before football we get to the hotel 
We try to go in the pool. They're like, no, you have to make reservations to go in the pool. I was like, you got to be kidding me. They're like, yeah, no, there's too many people and they have to practice social distancing. I was like, okay. Well, and now, now everyone's furious. Like, we really just got a room for air conditioning? Like, we're just going to stay in this room? This is nonsense. So they're like, well, we do have cabanas available. I'm like, all right, great. I get it. Hit me. How much is it? So it's a, it's a few hundred dollars, but I have no choice. I have to... I have to get this cabana now. They're like, it has television. You'll get juices, whatever. I'm like, television, juice, great. The family needs to swim. Let's do it. So we set up. We have like a three-hour window. We get there. The TV doesn't work. And it's like one of those direct TV things. And it's like, and I'm, I want to watch the playoff game. I think I have Charlotte's game, Toronto-Boston. I'm like, oh, I need to keep eyes on this and the kids. I can't I can't do one or the other. Um and the guy said, let me go ask somebody if we could hook this up. I was like, yeah, that's great. He's like, because it's, he's like, it just doesn't work. It's like the TV. It just, uh, I was like, well, then it's not a TV. It's just an ugly, let's stop calling it a TV for now on. And my oldest son, Archie, sees, <clears throat> he's like, oh, dad's getting mad. So the guy's gone for 15 minutes and he comes back. He's like, bad news. They have the TV set up, but they don't have the direct TV service. For whatever reason, they canceled it. But but if you have an HDMI cable, we can get this going. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and my son, as soon as he said that, my oldest son is like, oof, he knows, <laughs> he knows it's bad. And I'm like, Archie, you brought the sunscreen. Uh, Jack brought the ball to play. Harrison, you brought the HDMI cable down. <laughs> I was like, guy, I know you're trying to be helpful here, but. You're not. Don't suggest that someone might have an HDMI cable on their way to a hotel because I don't. He's like, I know, I, I know. I'm sorry. So I don't know what the the <laughs> point is to don't be too don't be too helpful. I think is my thing. Stay in your lane and don't be too helpful because it just ends up creating problems. So for this poor guy who suggested that I bring an HDMI cable to the pool, uh, I'll spare you, but just please. Don't be too helpful. That right? is, Do I sound like a douchebag there? That is wild. That is a so did so there's just no TV. No, I didn't have an HDMI. <laughs> I was gonna run back to the room and try to grab one. I was like, but that wouldn't have even have worked. Dave, have you ever experienced yeah, no, like that? Yeah, no, I well, nothing that severe, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. I do resent the overly helpful people. Like, yeah, you know, you, you yeah. get the the <laughs> customer service on the line. Like the I, this laptop is just uh, like uh, have you tried restarting it? Yeah, I, I I did that. Yeah, I I, oh, yeah, I came up with yeah. that scheme. It didn't work uh, a while ago. Powerful yeah. life lessons here today, really. You know, I mean, yeah, don't. Yeah, sports don't be, fandom sucks. Don't be over. Yeah. Don't be too helpful. Don't be too helpful. Yeah. And and don't hit uh, don't hit tennis balls at uh, people yes. standing around. You know, because you get People's kicked out. I, I can I just commend you, Dave, for how how beautifully you set up that end. When you told me, when you told me I had to do it and I took the bait and I got like, I actually got upset and you had something ready and waiting. Yeah. That was just, well, I, mean, I, I feel a little played because I feel like you knew that I was going to, you know, flip out that way. And I did, but it wasn't um, enough that I was on edge. He had to bring you into it. We all, oh we, my, everybody I was, had, I truly, I thought I was going to throw up when you were like, you have to do it. I was like. I would I like, but grow. I do think after the show, Charlotte's going to have to go take a long look at the person staring back at her in the mirror and ask if she <laughs> let herself down. 
Yeah, this was a big shot for you, and and you decided to pass it away. What if I had just been like, okay, Sal's out, and you had this whole Fredlin video waiting? <laughs> that would have been. What Charlotte, would you have done? Let me ask you though, Charlotte. What if he did hold you too? It's like, no, honestly, you have to do this. What would you really have not done? Like, it was like, I just need a name. If you had to give one name, based on everything you had heard, what would you have said? Um, it would have been. All right, I would have been really. I would have been really selfish about it because I wouldn't have wanted, I wouldn't have wanted to kick you out. Thank you. And I also wouldn't have wanted to kick Simmons out. Mm-hmm. So I probably would have kicked out <laughs> tall John and Jamie, <laughs> even though I don't <laughs> oh. know who they are, because I wouldn't have to face any personal repercussions. They dodged the bullet. They dodged. They the also bullet. really don't know who they are. So, well, right. Simmons, we know because uh, he's the one holdout in 2020 to have a good year in 2020 um, with right. the, with the Ringer success. And so, you know, now this is another. That's true. It's just you know, now now he's the last living person who had escaped any sort of uh, grief right. in 2020. That's now over. Mm. Who knows if he's living, man, he might've taken his own life after he hears this. <laughs> oh I hope God. not. I, I want hope out. not. I want all the friends out. here. I hate it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> There's that part too. All right. Uh, hey, we're going to be back Wednesday. That'll do it for extra points for Dave and Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte, I'm going to let you take this away. You'll do this part, right? The, the, the whole ending thing yeah, because you're I, better. I do love I feel like you... I, I, I go through it and then, uh, <clears throat> I wish I could just be like Adina Menzel and be like, I read that wrong. Go, oh, yeah. But no, <laughs> but I get, uh, I do read it wrong. So what, it's, what it? I love about that. A, I really do like when you do it. So every once in a while, I'm just going to make you still do it. Okay. But I think All it's right. very funny that you read it every time you have it you have it written know, down in so front stupid. of you and you managed to just actually yeah. okay so um for for my good pals sal and dave um just remember that even though you may feel no you may feel like an underdog but please remember you're all my favorite yes that's it so that's the that's the hard part it's reminder first and then oh, remember just and a reminder a re- and a reminder you even you, though even though, though you, you may, may feel like an underdog <laughs> please remember you're all my friend you know what? we should just have freddie lynn do this at the end of every show. <laughs> this is just terrible <laughs> special thanks to freddie lynn yes. great job by you uh mvp in our hearts uh always and forever we're back on wednesday <laughs> <laughs> 